Talking Heads is brought to you by the SeatGeek app, the easiest way to find a great deal, pay for your ticket, and get to your seat. Download the SeatGeek app and enter our code TALKING for $20 off your first purchase. We're also sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. Enter promo code TALKING at FanDuel.com for a bonus match of up to $200. Welcome back to Talking Heads. Brad Weinstein, March 3rd, here with you from Laurel Park on Maryland Million Day, which is the big day at what is my home course. Um, you know, I spent just a tremendous amount of time here growing up with my dad because it was me and my dad's thing. Um, I have never really learned from him through all of this because his betting style as he grew older was bet on all of them, (laughs) (laughs) which ended up being really smart, actually, because all it really takes in that, you know, realm is one 30 or 40 to one horse to win a race. And all of a sudden you've made up everything you bet on the other races and then some. And so I'm sitting here, you know, slaving over these numbers, trying to come up with a reason why I'd pick a horse. And all he basically did was look up at the board and go, all right, one, two, four, eight, six, two, a throw in the five. You know, why not? Why not? And see what happens. Yeah, I like that. There's a lot of crap against the wall. Let's see what sticks philosophy. And I think your dad was a genius ahead of his time. Yeah. And again, you know, I, I haven't been here since he passed away last year. Granted, I live in Connecticut and I haven't been back here, but I haven't been back here. So it's, it's actually strange to be here and him not to be here. I actually spent um, at least 10 Thanksgivings here. (laughs) What? The turkey's coming out of the oven. All right, we got to squeeze in between the third and fifth race. Our running family tradition, if you could believe this, was we would go to Laurel Park on Thanksgiving Day because the races started around 10 a.m., so they would end by about 3, so you could get out and get home for dinner. And so we'd watch the Lions game here and bet on horses. That's so great. And there would literally be like a huge crowd here? Yeah. Well, my sister and brother-in-law would come sometimes. But it, for the most part, like my, my father had corrupted my nieces and nephews. They were like little kids coming to the racetrack to bet on horses. And when Thanksgiving would roll around, they would start to ask if they could go to the racetrack when they were like seven. Well, that's really what Thanksgiving's all about. It really is all about the track. Yeah. And, and then they had this, this thing here. They, uh, one of the promotions that they had was you got a free pie. If you came on Thanksgiving Day, <laughs> you, you got a free pie. You had choices, apple pie, mince pie, or pumpkin pie. And um, <laughs> so everybody got one as they walked out the door. And the running joke in my family was, this is the most expensive pumpkin pie on <laughs> earth. <laughs> How much it cost? Don't ask. You don't want to know. <laughs> One year, though, there was one year my dad hit some big trifecta and came home and literally threw money up in the air and announced how great the turkey was going to taste. Yeah, it's going to taste like champagne, baby. Speaking of of people who eat a lot, (laughs) (laughs) uh, the story of the week comes from, um, it's on Sports Illustrated's website. I think it was a writer for The Cauldron. They're now partners together. Uh, They partnered together on SI.com. And it's an unbelievable tale of Joel Embiid, who uh, was a very high draft pick two years ago with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, missed his rookie season because of uh, a foot injury. He had a back injury as well. And this was a concern before he was drafted. They knew this. He had missed, if you'll recall, the NCAA tournament with Kansas in his one year that he was there because he was injured. But the 76ers didn't care because he has all this promise. And they for you know, have decided that they want to suck really awfully horribly for a long period of time in the hopes of garnering enough really high lottery picks that they'll turn it around at some point 
and have this like uber super team, I guess, is the ultimate plan that they're going to end up with five generational guys by sucking so terrible for five years that they'll end up with some kind of uber team at some point. If you're a 76ers fan and that's all you're holding out hope for and these guys miss as they apparently have missed on Embiid, it's like it, this, that plan is so fraught with peril. And if I were a Sixers fan, I'd be so angry at everything right now. I mean, here is, here's, <laughs> here's the huge risk with this. Okay, so you're going to suck, so the fans hate you for that. That's number one. Two, so you're selling them on just be patient here because when we do come out of this, we are going to rip people to shreds. Like, that's what's going to end up. We're going to be the greatest team you've ever seen, except when you make a selection and the guy doesn't pan out. And that seemingly is what's happened with Embiid. According to the story on SI or the Cauldron or whoever wrote this, here's one paragraph that we enjoyed the most. To, the type of disregard for instruction extends to Embiid's dietary habits. Per a source, the Sixers trading staff was so concerned about what he was eating, they stocked the refrigerator in his downtown hotel residence each week with healthy food. When a staffer went to restock the fridge each week, most everything was uneaten and unopened, and they were throwing out the fruits and vegetables every week. When the team subsequently asked to see Embiid's rude service bill, they found that on most days he was ordering junk food, along with his signature beverage, a pitcher of Shirley Temples. Let me just let me just emphasize that again. His signature beverage. Now there were a number of beverages that Mr. Embiid loved, but his signature beverage was not just Shirley Temples, but a pitcher of Shirley Temples. Mmm, that tastes like victory. If you're ordering that, you are a, you are messed up. <laughs> you are seriously, seriously messed up. Like. Whose favorite drink is a pitcher of Shirley Temples? Well, let's see. I'm going to have 14 uh, orders of the wings, the chicken, yeah, the, the brownie fudge sundae. Let's see. Do you have a pitcher of Sierra Mist? No, 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 no. I want a pitcher of Shirley Temple, Jack. <laughs> How much grenadine you got? <laughs> I'll take all of it. I'll take all of it. And the, this uh, paragraph is <laughs> so disgusting. And he's like 7'2". So it's so weird. You know, you're like, well, no, you know, all right. When I first started covering baseball, I, I still had respect for athletes. You guys are premier athletes. And I'll call him Brad Wilkinson, who was, uh, had like 30 home runs one time for the Nats. They're all getting ready to do, like, do their exercises. And he's totally going through the motions. And then they get to do a sprint from third base out to the left field pole. Like, that's going to be their warm-up. Everybody else goes out and starts to run. Wilkinson reaches into his back pocket. I'm like, all right, I don't know what he's going for here. Pulls out a bag of Skittles and empties the whole bag of Skittles into his mouth and then just walks down to the third base. I'm like, does that count? You're an athlete, man. You can't do that. I mean, it, this is unbelievable. The end of this paragraph states that Embiid was also seen feasting on chicken fingers and hot dogs at and after games. Okay, now he wasn't playing because he was injured, but still. You can't eat hot dogs on the bench. We've learned this. Or who was it? Rod Strickland, right? Rod Strickland. Oh, Rod. Rod Strickland of the Wizards used to eat hot dogs during games. That revelation came out. Mark Sanchez eats hot dogs during games. It was pictured on TV. I remember they're like, hey, idiot, stop, stop eating hot dog during the Bills game. What's wrong with you? You can't do that. And then I think at one point they tried to put Strickland in, and he's like, I can't. I got a stomachache. Well, maybe you shouldn't eat a hot dog, you idiot. I mean, look at all those fat guys next to Sanchez. They're probably like... Man, where the hot dogs at? <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, you can't wait until after the game, during the game. Yeah, give me, give me three with mustard. Yeah, thanks. 
the uh, but the point of this story was not just that. <laughs> well, what stood out was Shirley Temple's to us, but like the point of this story was this is a, a number of issues that they're having with this guy. One that he's he's not listening to orders about when he's supposed to wear a walking boot. He's like dunking on a broken foot, so they're wondering if it's ever going to get you know healed again. His his uh, if you don't know, he's going to miss the season again. He had another surgery, so this will be two seasons missed. So his career is pretty much in jeopardy, and so this whole. Let's stay with the process. Like, everyone buckled down and, you know, we're going to lose a lot, deal with the criticism, but we're going to be really good at the end. People are starting to flee going, holy shit, this guy might have turned us into the laughing stock of all time. Right, and now we're just awful and we've got nothing going for us and there's no hope whatsoever. I don't think tanking works. No. I really don't. And I think this is the epitome of it. I think there's a karma attached to it. I think if you lose the way they've been losing on purpose, it permeates everybody. Like, it's hopeless. And the guys that they have now that they're saying are going to be great for them are sitting here being shelled like a closer who throws the ball 60 miles an hour. Yeah, and at some point there's a negative accumulative effect of, like, all that losing, and you're part of that losing culture. And I think for some of them, like, I need to get out of here. I need to get to go, I don't know, Cleveland somewhere else, San Antonio, somewhere where they got players that, that are winning and I can be part of that environment. I think you, you, you're absolutely right. When you surround yourself with that and that's your, your operative mission, your mission statement is we're going to lose and stink, I think you reap what you sow. I, I just I don't think it's the right way to build any confidence in an organization. And I think you are beating your fans down in a way that's unacceptable. You're saying we want you to buy very expensive tickets to see a shitty team that we know is shitty and we know won't get better for a while, but just you wait and see because on the other side of this, we are going to be the X-Men. And I don't really know that that works out that way, especially in the case of as dicey as it is, even with high draft picks, you don't know that they're going to be great. There are too many examples of players who either it's injuries or passion or they just can't quite become great players. Whatever the case may be, here is an example of this plan making this GM look like an imbecile right now for doing what he's done because this guy is supposed to be the poster child of the turnaround for them and he is sitting in the corner eating hot dogs and ordering pictures of Shirley Temples. <laughs> There's another another picture Mr. Embiid? Yes, actually make that two. I'm really thirsty. These hot dogs are great. No, listen, if you're the margin for error is zero. The margin for error is absolutely zero. If you're going to embark on that game plan, you can't miss. You have to be you have to be right. And not only do you have to be right, you have to be right big. You can't take Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. You've got to take Michael Jordan every single time. Every one of those picks has to pan out and has to be magnificent. And they've got to be able to turn that around quickly because families, there's other options. People be like, screw this. I don't have time to invest my life into a team that is absolutely full of crap. I mean, I will say this. It, it, this guy, maybe on some level, he's just enjoying punking the ownership of the team because he's saying, all right, hear me out on this one, okay? We're going to suck like you can't believe. Like, we're going to be like a 10-win team suck like you can't believe. But in five years, we're going to go 78-3. and three. Well, it's a great plan because you're like, you can't fire me. We're only in year three of the five-year plan. 
But, I mean, you know how it is. Everyone loses patience. They're like, we understood what the plan was, but we're really god-awful. you got to turn this around now. Yeah, I, like, what's his, his next press conference with the press is going to be, we're much better than cats. You'll come to see us again and again. I loved it. It was much better than cats. <laughs> going to see it again and again. Wouldn't it be great, by the way, if he's like, by the way, we have a new sponsor. It's Grenadine and also Cherry Dr. Pepper. Yeah, like Skittles is way on board with Marshawn Lynch. They are, people ought to be grenadine all over the place. Like whoever makes Rose's grenadine or whoever makes it is like, holy crap, we've hit the mother load with this MB in Philadelphia. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, it, I want that guy to be so much better. And I thought coming out of college, I was like, this guy's going to be the real deal. He's going to be Akeem Olajuwon, and he couldn't be farther from the truth. No, I don't think Akeem Olajuwon orders pictures of Shirley Temples. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he didn't eat hot dogs during the game. That's not part of the dream. <laughs> no, no, that's not at all. So, yeah, I, I don't know how much longer they have patience for this in Philly. But, you know, like I said, you reap what you sell, man. What's your most embarrassing beverage of choice? Most embarrassing beverage of choice? Uh, I, you know what? I don't, you know, okay, I don't know if this really counts, but I love cranberry juice. And, like, I know, like, there's a scene in The Departed where he orders cranberry juice, and they go, what, what do you want, your period? <laughs> like, you know, so I know people, like, look at me funny when I order, but I love cranberry juice. Is that embarrassing enough? Are you on your period? <laughs> a little bit, yes. Then no. <laughs> There's so much happening in the world of sports. Baseball playoffs in full swing. NFL is like a third of the way done. Amazing. NBA tips off next week. Whatever your game, don't sink into the monotony of always watching the game on TV. Go see it in person. And now when you use the SeatGeek app to find your great deal and use the code TALKINGSEATGEEK, we'll send you a check for 20 bucks. Here's how it works. You download the SeatGeek app on your iPhone or Android. It's free. takes less than a minute to download. Then you search for your event, find a great deal, enter our code TALKING, and when you complete your purchase, SeatGeek will send you a $20 check to your house. It's that easy. SeatGeek is paying you to use their service. They pull in ticket options from hundreds of sellers online, show you the best deals automatically. When you shop on SeatGeek, you're seeing virtually every ticket option available on one page. They also have a feature called Deal Score. It ranks every ticket on the market with a value score and plots the best deals on a color-coded map of the venue. Finally, SeatGeek's mobile app makes the ticket buying process seamless, easy, and safe. On SeatGeek, you can store your credit card. Once you find a ticket you want to buy, you can make the purchase with two quick taps to your phone. No faster way to buy tickets. So, to redeem your promo code and get your $20 check, Download the free SeatGeek app today. Enter the promo code TALKING in the app. SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase. And if you want to go see an NFL, college football, playoff baseball, the best concerts, use the SeatGeek app and enter our code TALKING to save $20. So um, when we went on break, I went to the bathroom and Mark here came to the bar, right, and got a couple of beers. And he comes back and he says, the bartender told me to bet on 7-Eleven, box 7-Eleven. And he asked me what that meant, right? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Okay, so my daughter is very lucky. She has like a horseshoe up her butt. And so I called her. I said, pick race number. She picked race five. And I said, pick, you know, one horse, two horses, whatever, whatever numbers come to you. And she said, I'll take 7 and 11. Whichever, she wasn't sure. Those were the two numbers that came to her. So that's what I It just came to her because 
the 11 was like 9 to 1, which is practically a long shot. And the 7 is like 9 to 1, which is like practically a long shot. The 11 raced out to the lead and almost went wire to wire. The 7 caught the 11, and if it wasn't for some traffic, this would have happened. I know. I'm really upset about it, actually, because she's usually my lucky charm. Like, we went to Vegas. She told me to put a chip down, $25 chip. She gave me a 33 red, and it hit. Can your daughter come with me to Vegas? <laughs> I know, right? I know. I mean, it doesn't always happen, but I was hoping. So how often is she right? And they ask her if she can do it again for us. Yeah. Can I call her right now? Because <laughs> I really would like to win money today. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Are you good at, at, at handicapping horses? Am I what? Are you good at handicapping the horses? No. No. <laughs> Why did you believe Trisha? By the way, because you came back immediately in belief. You're like, you have to do this. She said. Look, first of all, look how close that race was, and secondly, look at that face. You gonna trust that face? I'm gonna trust that face. Trisha is quite beautiful. That is true going off of my daughters. That's it. Would you please let us know what she says next? I will. Yes, absolutely. Who is going to be the president of the United States, according to your daughter? I don't know that answer. Don't even ask me that. Please say Donald Trump. She will. Well, what's, your what's your daughter's name so we can give her some love here? Uh, Sienna. Sienna, you're the best. Yes, thank you. Boy, the competition in the NFL has been crazy. Fantasy sports, crazier. There's never been a better time to be a football fan. FanDuel is the latest evolution of fantasy sports, and if you've always wanted to try it out, use my code TALKING at FanDuel.com for a bonus match of up to $200. FanDuel is the leader in one-week fantasy football. They're going to pay out $75 million a week this football season. Entry fees are low, just a buck. That's where they start at, so there's a league for everybody. Over 1 million players have won money playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use the code TALKING, and sign up now. Here's that special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it with up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. The offer is only good for the first 50 people that use the code TALKING today, so don't get left out. If you've been in a bar, a game, or even your kid's principal's office, you've probably heard about Daily Fantasy Sports. Want to try Daily Fantasy Baseball, Basketball, or Hockey? FanDuel has all of the top sports covered. Find out why Daily Fantasy Sports have gotten so popular and do it on FanDuel.com with our code TALKING. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Try it out today. And before we get back to the racetrack, I want to extend a warm welcome to my newest colleague in the Panoply Network, Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated's resident NBA expert, has a new show called Open Floor, where you'll hear from players, coaches, and fellow assistants each week. Only SI and Chris Mannix can bring you such a high level of insider access and incisive basketball content every week. Open Floor, SI's new NBA podcast. Search for it on iTunes or find it at si.com backslash podcasts. So, Trisha taught Mark how to bet because on the very next race, he bets on a horse named Corvus, who was uh, ended up going off at twenty-five to one, and had never run a race before, ever, and won. Should I explain exactly why I picked that horse? If you have to, <laughs> there's an adult film star named Alexander Corvus, and I said, "Oh, I recognize that name. I shall bet on that horse." You realize. I don't think the owners named the horse 
after an adult male porn star. I'm pretty sure they didn't, but it rung home with me. And guess what? 25 to 1? That was a nice little payback. All right, so are you, do you have the bug now because it's just that simple that you bet $10 and won two sixty five. Well, if it's just that easy, of course, I'm in. I'm in 100%. It's just that simple. Right? <laughs> yeah, so this is where I'll lose the rest of the money. But now we have beer and food money for the rest of the afternoon. So that was perfect. As far as I'm concerned, we're winning. Like I said, it's a perfect afternoon, especially when that happens, when you give them $10 and they give you 265 back. And it was so great. She's, she's like, do you want two large? I'm like, no, no, no. Let's make it seem like it's more. Give me them in ones, please. Thank How many ones do you have? <laughs> yeah. So, no, this is a great afternoon. This is a huge weekend for you. Um, you showed me a picture of your drawing you got placed on the wall of the Palm restaurant. And for, for anyone who doesn't know what the Palm is, the Palm is this uh, very famous steakhouse. There's a number of locations around the country. There's one in particular in Washington that, that uh, we both have been to a number of times. And uh, if you're like a famous person, they will draw a picture of you on, like with a real you know, animator, like a real professional animator, and they will draw a picture of you on the wall. I am so beyond jealous that this happened for you. Like, I can't, I'm sitting here like, what? what, what how did that happen? I want that so bad. It's, it's utterly bizarre. Uh, I just have to thank my brother who really spearheaded this. He was like, because we go there a lot. You know, we're, we're frequent diners there, but not like as much as a lot of people. But we Especially like tonight. Tonight. <laughs> extra 200 bucks. Yeah. yeah, give me four steaks. <laughs> What's the biggest lobster you have? Yeah. So, but no, my brother Jay was like, I really want this to happen. And I know the general manager, Tommy Giacomo, really well. He's a fan of me and the Kornheiser show, and I've known him for a long time. So apparently he was like, yeah, absolutely. So it was set up like a surprise party because, like, my two friends were like, hey, we'll go eat at the Palm, like, this Wednesday, like, three weeks ago. They'll set it up. And I'm like, sure. And then we get there. And, like, I look up, and, like, they're my buddies, but there's my mom. There's, like, some like some friends from out of town. I'm like, what is, am I dying? What's going on? It's not my birthday. When your mom is there, something's wrong. Well, it's either something wrong, but she was so happy. And I was like, is this, this is an intervention, is it? And they're like, no, everybody has a drink in their hand, so no, it's not. And, no, it was just a huge, it was like a this is your life Mark Stern moment. And, like, I had friends flying from out of town. And, oh, yeah, like, literally, it was, like, crazy. It was, like, this huge celebration because I've never gotten married. And, and, you know, it was essentially, like, my rehearsal dinner. You, know, you married yourself, a picture of you on the wall? That's right. I love you so much. Oh, I want to kiss you. Yeah. But if the coolest thing is when you go up. You taste like plaster. I love you so much. When you go up, so it's, like, at a, it's over a booth. And we weren't sitting next to it, but like, you know, like, all right, we gotta go take a picture of it. And there's people eating at the booth, and then you're just standing there, and they're like, why are you standing over me while I'm eating here at the Palm? And you're like, because that's, that's my picture up there, man. I just gotta take a quick picture of that. So it was very cool. I'm honored and utterly blown away by it. And thank you to my brother and my mom and everybody for making that happen. I think you happened on a great idea, too. I think intervention should involve drinking, actually. It would be like, you know, it's kind of like, this is cool, right? This is really cool. Well, you make it uncool, okay? <laughs> this is why you can't do it. <laughs> you're ruining it for everybody. See how fun, much fun we're having? Yeah, we can't do it around you because you're an idiot. We love doing all these shots. It's awesome, okay? But every time you do it, all of a sudden something terrible happens, and therefore you can't be part of it anymore. So grow up. That is what we're going to call a varsity intervention from now on. I like that. So one final story I want to get uh, your opinion on uh, today and that is the uh, bizarre, I hope it's a coincidence, that Back to the Future 2 actually was not a soothsaying film. 
okay? Because it's possible right now that they are going to have predicted something amazing. This movie came out in 1989. It was written by a noted St. Louis Cardinals fan, Bob Gale. Obviously, it was the sequel to the very popular Michael J. Fox movie with Christopher Lloyd, Back to the Future. I'm sure everyone knows what we're talking about. And if you don't, turn this off now and go away <laughs> because you're, you're a moron. You know nothing about American culture if you've never heard of Back to the Future. Anyway, Back to the Future 2 came out. And in it, um, one of the things that occurs in the storyline is that in the year 2015, the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that might actually happen. And when this was written in 1989, it was the joke because the Cubs hadn't won the World Series in forever, right? Who knew then that it would be this many years later that the joke would still maintain and that it's possible that it's going to end as they enter the NLCS at the time of this recording? It's utterly bizarre. As you said, that the joke is still alive because they haven't won. And with the Bartman incident from a couple of years ago, you know, the curse continues and if it works out that they actually win this, and by the way, they could win this thing. They could easily win this. They have a great hitting lineup, and they have a couple of great pitchers and John Lester and Jake Arrieta. They've got the capability to run away with this thing. Now, a long time, a lot to go between now and then, but if this actually happens, I'll forgive the movie for promising me that there was going to be a floating skateboard because that actually hasn't happened yet. Yeah, what's the Lewis Black uh, routine? No flying cars. He got pissed because in the year 2000, he was told there'd be flying cars and there's no flying cars, man. Yeah, where's the flying cars, man? You know, we're using garbage for fuel. I mean, come on, none of that stuff came true. But if they just blindly hit that the Cubs in 2015, I mean, I don't know what it means, but it means to me that it's just kind of cool. I can't think of any other predictions that just happened in a movie that potentially could come true like this, which makes this so bizarre that it is possible that it is going to happen. And I'm with you. I think they're going to beat the Mets, actually. you know, I think they're going to win that series, and then it's going to be unbelievable theater with whoever they play, whether it's Kansas City or Toronto, based on their history, which is amazing considering... Texas has never won the World Series, but they won't be the story. Texas, what am I talking about? They're not even in this. I've lost. I've been drinking all day. <laughs> hey, man, hold no. this for me. Well, yeah, but it doesn't matter whether it's Kansas City or whether it's um, or Toronto. It doesn't matter. If the Cubs are in the World Series, this becomes a national story. That's not just a sports story. This is on the Today Show. This is on Good Morning America. This becomes a massive deal. Yeah, and, and for this guy, I mean... You start asking him questions about what else does he know? <laughs> what else is going to happen 30 years from now? Who do you like in the seventh? <laughs> yeah, please. Because Mark hit some porn star horse for $265. Trisha, you know, and her daughter, they're just throwing numbers out there because she's like lucky like this back to the future guy. And I'm sitting here pouring over the numbers like a moron and I'm not even coming close today. <laughs> I know. I know. This, see, this is the kind of stuff that has to piss you off. That I waltz in here literally like the third or fourth time I'm in a track and I pick a winner. It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I actually, I'm a big believer in karma. I don't know where you are on karma. And I believe karma uh, occurs at the track. There's a great horse racing movie called Let It Ride that discusses karma, okay? There's a lot about karma and puts them, and he, he keeps like, he keeps uh, whatever, he doubles down on everything. Whatever he wins, he keeps doubling down. Let it ride, let it ride, let it ride. It's Richard Dreyfus. It's a really funny, great horse racing movie. It's one of the great movies of all time. Terry Gar, Richard Dreyfus, rent it tonight. Yes. See, I think it's karma. See, now you came here open-minded, right? 
because you were like, I haven't really done this before. I don't know what to expect. And, you know, you don't know if you're going to like betting on the races, but you've come in guns a blazing. No, no qualms. You're just like, I'm going to bet on something. It's going to work out. And you've been buying me beers all day. So I believe in karma. Like you've done everything right. You've been, <laughs> you've been willing to hold things for people if they need you to because they're too wasted. Not me. Other people. Other people. Hold this. Just, just hold this. Don't, don't do it all, but hold it for a while. Yes. So I believe in karma here. You have been willing to come in with an open mind about the whole thing. And the gods of horse racing are repaying you and trying to get you hooked. <laughs> well, it's worked. It's working. And more porn stars and more money. Thank you. <laughs> more bartenders with hot people. I, well, you know what? We, we have started an affiliation with porn stars because we referenced Allie Hayes, who has gotten back in touch with us. We're hopeful to get her as a guest on the show. What, wait, 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 wait. Okay, Allie Hayes, for those who don't recall, a couple podcasts ago, was the porn star that was invited to some softball camp by some whacked out coach who tried to turn out the entire team. And I think she went. I'm pretty sure she actually went because they had mandatory question and answer sessions with kids at a Christian college with a porn star. And Mark, of course, the porn star whisperer, tried to contact her, did, and almost booked her for this podcast. Is that right? Yeah, we were back and forth, and she put me in touch with her, her PR handlers. And they got back to me, but then the, the second level of actually booking it never happened. But Allie did get back to me. I know she's a huge Ohio State fan, so either her or Alexander Corvus, who just helped me win and pick this horse, will be on the show at some point. What does her liking Ohio State have to do with anything? I don't, she's a big sports fan. I don't know. It endears me because I love Ohio State, so now I love Allie Hayes. Yeah, I, I, you know, same thing with like uh, Trisha's daughter, Sienna who just likes the number seven. I don't know what that has to do with anything. And she almost hit that. I mean, it was really close. I've hit nothing today, but there's still some time left, and I'm, we're going to stop talking now. But if for some reason I get lucky, oh, we will come back on and tell you. <laughs>